Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Trading Coach Podcast. Today we're going to talk about understanding your personality type and how that can help you create rules that are going to put you on the clearest path to success. The idea is creating is eliminating the subjectivity is creating a specific rule so that so that it it's always consistent a specific rule for outside returns I think that was the the desire it wasn't saying that hey I, I you know your rules suck um, it was like hey I, I I want, I need, want or need something extremely specific to label this and that. Uh, and Raph says, this is the issue I've been struggling with for two years, as mentioned in my accountability session. Yep, that's how I knew. Um, great accountability session, by the way. Um, we must build binary rules if then based on trend identification, but that is based off ebb and flows identification. Uh, for which there is no rule but the high degree of subjectivity and yeah and 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 I would say this I, I don't say I, I think I don't think must is is going to be in there again I, I believe that trading is both an art and a science I think I, I don't think it, it is I don't think trading is binary right I don't think trading trading is necessarily binary at all um, if, you, if you look at kind of what the markets are based off markets are based off of human emotion, crowd psychology, all that fun stuff, right? Which is not binary in its, in its nature, right? Human beings, and, and although we are highly predictive, right? We are highly predictive, especially in the long term. We are not that predictive in the short term, right? And the, the reason that we're not so predictive in the short term is because of our emotional reactions, our emotional state. We, we, we typically go, we, we typically go in the same direction we we our movements are a very predictable bigger picture but with inside those movements if you want to look at those movements as being like big trending moves there are these small emotional ebbs and flows right same thing just look at life in, in general right if you want to take a, a bigger picture at life life is the same way right there's there's a there's a starting point there's an ending point right you live you die right in the middle it, there are different ebbs and flows of the journey that you go through so it's, it's not all binary um But we talked about personality types in um, we talked about personality types in a uh, trading edge video last week, and we talked about different personality types require different things, right? There are certain personality types that need to be more binary than others. They 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 need to be everything systematic, everything mechanical. If then, if then, no. No wiggle room. Um, there are certain personality types that don't like that at all, right? You see a lot of the gamblers out there where it's like, nah, I just can't have rules, man. I need to, this bird needs to spread its wings. I can't be in a cage, right? You get, you, there's, there's both parties out there. And that's why I brought that subject of understanding yourself. Because as you understand yourself, you can both work on your strengths and your weaknesses, right? You can work on gearing your trading more towards your strength. 
Um, you can look on finding ways to work on those weaknesses. So if you know that your and personality types change again, I, I've drastically changed over the last couple of years. Again, I, I told my wife I'm getting meaner and meaner. Right? I got a question this morning saying, Akil, how much is your one dollar trial membership? And I almost lost it. Almost freaked out. <laughs> I don't need this seven o'clock in the morning. But the fact is that. If you know your personality type, if you know you're someone that doesn't deal well with freedom, doesn't deal well with subjectivity, doesn't deal well with you needing to make a decision, right? Decision making is very hard, right? If you don't deal well with, hey, you have to make a decision on whether on how you interpret something, um, you're going to struggle in that aspect of your trading. So in order to get around that, right, if you know, hey, I'm a systems person, right? I'm a, got an engineering type of mindset. That's how Jason Greystone is. Same way. We had the same conversation when I was working with him, right? Then you want to create something that's going to, you're going to, you want to create something that's going to help that personality type. So if Raphael was someone that says, hey, like, I, I just like, I, I can't grasp the concept of the art. I can't grasp the concept of their subjectivity and how can it be this sometimes and how that sometimes if I see it this way or that way, then what he needs to do to turn his trading around or to, to get on the right track is develop rules where that subjectivity is completely taken away. And we, we, we do this all with understanding the pros and the cons, right? The pros are that he has something that is going to work the majority of the time. The cons are that every once in a while, he's going to have an issue. And this, this is, won't be an issue to him, but maybe he's talking to another trader. He's going to have an issue that like number three, where it's like, hey, but what about that? But the key is, just like a trading strategy, we're not looking for some. I, I think it is. It, I think you're being crazy if you think something or anything is going to work all the time. We, we can agree with that, right? Nothing is going to work all the time. Right? We're looking for something that is going to work the majority of the time. And he understands that. He understands that, hey, this is going to work the majority of the time. I'm not going to be 100% consistent. Or I guess I'll be 100% consistent in how I'm analyzing it. It's not going to be 100% right. But if it's 99, 95, then that works for me. And again, it's the same thing when we talk about the pros and cons in, in any strategy, right? If we use our pattern recognition software, Enigma, right? You're going to be pretty darn consistent in what you're taking, right? Because you're taking everything that Enigma shows you. However, we all know sometimes that pattern recognition software is going to show you something that's a little funky. And you're like, ah, right? So you're not always going to agree with it. That's the sacrifice. If you're a discretionary trader, if you're identifying patterns on your own, right? You're going to have more freedom in deciding what's a pattern for you, what's not. But sometimes you're going to miss some. Sometimes you're going to second guess yourself, right? That's the, the sacrifice of that. You're also not going to take, you're also never going to take anything that you don't agree with though, right? You're never going to look at the pattern recognition software and be like, man, I, ooh, I can't, ooh, no, but you got to take it anyway. You're always going to take the things that you feel comfortable taking. And that can be, that's beneficial on the psychological side. So there's, there's always a, a give and a take. So I don't think we must build binary rules, right? I don't think we need to be mechanical traders. I don't think we need to have a system where it's like if EMA is touched, then sell, right? And, and automate it. 
right? I think we need to eliminate as much of the subjectivity in our trading as possible. And if you look at, we need to put a, a, a cage, right? We need to work within a cage, right? A cage of rules. Now, how small or how tight that cage is, how loose that cage is, that's going to depend on you as a trader. I'll give you a perfect example, right? Uh, I'm going to pick on Cherry because you're in here. You must be new, Cherry. Welcome. Cherry may have rules that say, if price action comes to structure, then I need RSI to go overbought. If RSI goes overbought, then I need double bottom. If I get double bottom, then I need uh, bullish RSI diversions. If I get bullish RSI diversions, then I enter next bar market. That's the only way Cherry can trade, right? Very specific. There's no wiggle room, right? There's a little subjectivity about maybe double bottoms. Is it a double bottom? Is it not a double bottom? That could be there. Structure, structure zone, structure level, that could be in there. But there's very specific rules. On the other hand, um, who I want to pick on next? Uh, Renee can have multiple ways to trade it, right? Where if maybe if the RSI goes a certain amount overbought or if there's a specific candlestick pattern like Andrew talked about earlier, okay, if price action comes to structure, then look for bullish pin bar, right? And maybe now it's like, okay, well, if I get a bullish pin bar, now I can shift to more an aggressive state. Now I can take a higher, higher, higher close. If I don't get a bullish pin bar, now I got to wait for double bottom, right? So they're both trading within rules, but Renee or, or Cherry has much stricter rules than Renee. Renee's rules are kind of looser. Renee has the ability to do more things. And a lot of that comes with experience in the market. I told you guys my story. I started, well, I started off very, very loose and I, and I, and I lost a lot of money. And then after losing a lot of money, I, I did the polar opposite. I, got, I went from very, very loose, like no rules, to extremely strict, where I needed all the stars and moons to align before I could take a trade. And then as I got more experience, as I learned more about the market, as I started trusting myself, as I started trusting my eyes and what I saw, and I just got better, right? That happens over time when you continue to do something for years and years and years. As I got better, my rules were allowed to loosen up. That cage of rules loosened up the bit, right? I gave myself more free reign. We talk about the sports references all the time, right? I think the biggest, one of the biggest comparisons I like making is, uh, I don't know if you know him, a football player named Ben Roethlisberger. Anybody familiar with that name? Big Ben, Pittsburgh Steelers. He's on his last leg and arm, literally. Anybody? Basically, NFL quarterback, he got, he got thrown in, right? Someone got injured. He got thrown into a, a pretty good team. I think it was uh, either his rookie or his second year in the league. He won, he won a Super Bowl. But basically, he's a rookie quarterback, and rookie quarterbacks don't really know a lot. So basically, what the head coach did was they said, look, as a quarterback, typically you get you get different reads, right? There's like maybe you have four. Let's say you have four options on what you can do with the ball. You could throw it short left, long left, short right, long right. And when you hike the ball, right, you go through all those reads. You progress, right? You're looking, you're looking, you're looking. You're trying to avoid like mean nasties trying to take your head off as well. You're doing all this stuff, right? And it's a tough process. What what their coaches did was they said, hey, instead of looking at four reads, right? Long left, short left, long right, short right. Just look at two, right? I want you only looking at half the field. Look at one and two. If one and two isn't there, throw it away, right? They simplified his process. They made it very strict, right? 
you fast forward 10 years later, right? He's making play calls. He's making his own play calls. He has the, the freedom to adjust the play to how he wants it. He has the freedom to call audibles, meaning tell someone to do something else based on what he sees, right? He's still working within the rules of he has to go through his reads that, you know, blocking has to be right, but he has more freedom to run the show. So trading is very similar to that, where I think at the beginning, you need to be extremely strict because you just don't have enough experience to handle freedom, right? As you get more experience, right? And again, experience just isn't time in the market, but it's actually your skill developing. So I'm not just saying, well, if you if you suck for 10 years, now you're allowed to do something different. No, you didn't gain experience. You just suck for 10 years, right? But if, you, if you've been trading for a few years and you, you see yourself getting better, you're doing that process of reviewing and playing around with ideas, and, and you know, going through all the, the testing processes that we talk about, you have the ability to expand and kind of loosen up your, your ideas. So, and, and maybe that ends up being the same for Raphael. You never know. Maybe this is the, 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 the strict start that he needs to get in the game. And then five years later, as he's used to it, maybe he notices some tendencies and the rules loosen up some. Maybe it's like, well, nah, you know, if we have a higher high, higher close, but if there's a previous hand, candle there, then that one takes precedent. You know, you, that could happen. You never know. That's part of the developmental process. So I don't think it's a bad way to start at all. Um, and again, a lot of it's going to depend on your personality type and, and what you require to put yourself in the best position to win. And, and again, that's why I did that video on, on the personality types. I think, you need, I think you need to understand who you are because there's no one else telling you that, right? There's no one else telling us that. We, they, I, I started doing that test years ago um, because they, they, they made us do it for track and field. They had the whole athletic department do it because, and, and I was already pretty good at this, but the, uh, an underrated part of coaching is knowing your athletes. Everyone, just like the market, how every, every pair is a different employee. Every athlete is different. Some you got to yell at them. Some you got to coddle them, right? The better you know your athlete, the better you know how to handle situations. And, and the better you know yourself, the better you know how you're going to handle situations. And maybe you need to kind of calm yourself down before making a decision or, or you may need to tell someone days in advance instead of just springing on them, right? I had an issue the other day where I just, I made a change right away. I was like, hey, we're doing this now. And the, the girl freaked out. And I remember her personality type. She's the type that needs time to process. I got to tell her like a week in advance, like, hey, next week we might do this just so she can be like, okay, okay, cool. Um, so part of the process. Um... <laughs> also said Ben Roethlisberger also helped. He's like a polar bear of pads and impossible to tackle. Yeah, that too. He's he's a he's a walking <laughs> a walking building. Um, uh, I don't think it's a bad way to start. Oh yes, I need some base ground in the future. I might learn to loosen up. I need sparring. Yeah, yeah, yep. You need a starting point. Nothing wrong with that. So good stuff. We got one more question, guys. So I'm, I'm gonna get into it because we're we're running about an hour and a half already. joining before you leave do me a favor leave me a rating and a review if you haven't done so already that is the best way to support what we're doing here at the trading coach podcast also if you are a new and or struggling trader head over to www.tier1trading.com click the button that says give me free stuff and make sure you check out this 
awesome webinar from Charles Miles. Trust me, if you are new and or struggling, it is going to get you on the right track. Um, that's, of course, if you decide to accept the information instead of fighting it. But check it out and uh, feel free to let me know what you think. You know where I'm at on social media. Um, also, Akil at tier1trading.com is my email. You can always hit me up there as well. All right. See you guys next episode.